Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Chef Special on the Believe Podcast Network, your number one podcast network for professionals. I'm your host, Patrick Honeywell. Today, my special guest is Keith Justo, the founding owner of Central Milling and Keith Justo Bakery Supply, located in Petaluma, California. It is here that Keith, along with a great team of partners, work in unison, completing the circle of farmer, miller, and baker, providing the best premium organic flour and baking ingredients in the Western U.S. Partnering with great bakeries as well as home bakers, Keith also offers his knowledge and insights into bread formulations and bread baking techniques, sharing knowledge that helped him win numerous gold medals, including the James Beard Award for Best Sourdough Bread. So let's check in with the King of Sourdough. Good morning, Keith. How are you? Good. How are you doing, Patrick? <laughs> I'm doing good. Did I pull you uh, from the bakery? Uh, were you making, making up some bread this morning? Oh, oh, yeah, you know that every day, Patrick, 24-7. <laughs> Thank you for taking the call here. I've been uh, very excited to have you on the podcast, and um, you have an amazing background, amazing history. You're really a great guy. So how did you start? Or, or tell me about... Uh... Well, um, my grandfather came over from Italy in 1936, and he's a professional soccer player, and uh he would hang out at the Olympic club where, you know, all the bankers and all the athletes would hang out. Apparently this is the story that I was told. And, uh, and he didn't speak any English. And, uh, one of the bankers, uh, really was fond of Matt as Mateo. And, uh, he, he borrowed him. He loaned him $500 on a handshake. And from there he was a master carpenter too, and a soccer player. And I have no idea why he bought a whole grain bakery and health food store on Polk street. Well, come on now. Soccer, whole grain bakery. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was pretty much a visionary. That's for sure. So he came over, they bought that. And then the ba- the uh, business grew into um, uh, a bigger bakery and they did like, you know, prune muffins, rice cookies, allergy stuff way back when high-protein diets. It's, I mean, they're like way ahead of their time, um, he was. And um, from there, they started milling flour a little bit, and they would sell flour along with their bread to health food stores. And then I left the company in 2001, and I went and opened my own bakery in Pengrove, California. Mm-hmm. And before that, um, I hooked up with a guy named Kent Perry, um, which was a brother of mine great friend miss him every day he's passed away now and i wish he was oh. here he, he he was a commander in chief he was the funniest guy you ever met in your life <laughs> and he really liked me he liked what i did he saw you know things that i could do in the industry so we bought he, he made me a partner in the first flour mill in, which is central milling in 1996 and he he bought it and He's like, hey, Keith, I want you to be part of this. If you're not part of this, I don't want to do it. And he's like, I'll give you 12.5% of the, of the company for $12,500. And I'm like, Kent, I don't have any money. You know that. He's like, I'll loan it to you. Oh, my God. So, he needed so he, you. <laughs> yeah, he, so he loaned it to me, and the rest is pretty much history. And he believed in me. And then uh, I, his brothers, uh, Lyle and Lynn, Perry that we have, uh, uh, there were six of us actually, 
uh, or there was eight of us at one time. Now we're down to six, but, um, you know, we have uh, Bob Payne, we have Fred Weston, we have Evan Perry and Jeff Daniels, and that's pretty much our crew. Um, we're still super close. Um, they're bro- I mean, we're family, basically. And so they've uh, helped me get to where I needed to go uh, as far as my vision for flour milling and bread baking and all that. I'm not a numbers guy. I hate, you know, accounting. I don't like it. I'm not good at it. I won't do it. So... <laughs> So they pretty much were, uh, you know, got, you know, they, they would get me, if I needed money for something, they would, they would go figure out how to get it. And they've been just wonderful to work with. And I love each and every one of them very wow. much. That sounds amazing. So, you know, one of the things is um, farmer to miller to baker. So there's quite a synergy there. You know, it's a very special little family, I think. So I want to talk a little bit about the farmer and how important uh, the farmer is and kind of how did you establish some of your relationships um, with the farmers? Well, uh, I am a, I'm kind of a foodie guy too. I cook a lot. My mom was a, a great cook and chef and she, you know, uh, growing up, uh, she was awesome. And for some, somehow she gave me a Franny, a Franny f- farmer cookbook when I was like 14. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I didn't even know what to do with it, but I still have that same book and I went through it. It's like the covers ripped off and I loved it. So it kind of got me into cooking and then the baking, I've, I've, I've been in the baking, around baking goods since I was eight years old. So I've been in the bakery business basically for 50 years. So anyway, uh, from being in the, uh, the bakery and the food, um, kind of a foodie and liking food, uh, when we got the first mill, I would go through and taste the, the, uh, the streams of the flour that came off and noticing certain flavors off the mill. I'm like, wow, if we take that take that, put that with that, that would make a really cool bread, hmm. right? So that's mm-hmm. how we started. Then I started getting to wheat varietals, identity preserve. I noticed that certain varieties of wheat have certain flavors, like wheat is to flour as grapes are to wine. Mm. And what that means is that a lot of different wheats, whether they're irrigated or dry land, high altitude, low altitude, they all have certain flavor profiles. And hmm. it took me forever to figure out what was going on. And so I, you know, just by trial and error and tasting stuff and then being able to bake, uh, I mean, guys, in the, I mean, I had help, you know, uh, people would help me cause I was interested. And so they would let me go in the mills. They liked my energy. They, they were excited that I was excited about flour milling, you know, mm-hmm. and those days you could, you know, go in the mill and work with people. You can't do that anymore. So I was, I was lucky that they let me go in there and learn. And, uh, so by working with all these people and having my baking background and then the flour and grain background, then I got into varieties of wheat Then I got into farming. And so well, what I wanted to do was have the farmers grow a variety of wheat that I like for flavor, color, functionality, and, you know, and the whole nine yards because flour is not flour. It's just not flour. I mean, it, it has flavors. It has smells. And I know, you you bake you baked before you could actually you know smell the flour and the water mixing together it's just a, it's a really neat smell it's you know some flowers some mills they mill so fast and hard they just want production and i think they forget about about it's kind of like a, a boutique winery compared to gallo wine that's mm. kind of how i would imagine it and then when i got into the the agriculture i like the farmers so much i wanted to put a face on the farmer because no one knows these farmers. They don't get any credit for anything. And they're the, you know, the souls of the earth or 
They're the stewards of their land. They're just awesome people. So that's where I came up with Farmer Brown on the bag. He's a fourth generation. That's a real farmer picture of one of my farmer's great grandpas. And that was when they were plowing, you know, an acre a day with three horses. You know, that's so that's why I put that that on that bag because I wanted to put a face on that farmer because I know how important they are to the to get me and our company to where we want with we have a partnership with our farmers and it's very special. And I've been I've been having relationships with these farmers, a lot of them for 30 plus years. I mean Gosh. I mean, I know their kids. I mean, one of their kids, when I met him, he was eight years old. He married me last year. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. I thought you were already married. How did he marry? Oh, never mind. <laughs> he, he married me last year. He's an ordained <laughs> minister. I'll send oh, you the video. Oh, I thought you meant you married him. Okay, never mind. <laughs> no, but when I met him, he was eight years old. And then when he, <laughs> and then when he married me, he was like 38. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> and that's how, you know, the, uh, so I go and I visit the farmers two, three times a year. And I check, you know, their fields and working with them and them working with us, they understand, uh, especially in organics, um, of, of how you have to, you know, what you take out of your soil, you have to put back in to keep it healthy. Mm. And these guys have just done a wonderful job. Uh, and we have an agronomist up in, up in Eastern Washington. His name is Kurt Younger. And he, uh, he works with me or I work with him on the varieties of wheat and he makes sure the farmer plants it right, checks the soils and that Kirk's really close. I'm really close to Kirk too. He's a, he's the funniest guy you ever met too. <laughs> and uh, so with all these people and knowledge, we kind of put it, 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 this thing just evolved. I didn't know what I was doing. I just, it just evolved. It was what I was interested in at the time. And so that's kind of how we started the flour milling and noticing what varieties and I'd have to go out and find farmers and tell them, hey, I need you to plant this variety, you know, but I go into an area, and I say, hey, what do you grow good, you know, what <laughs> works good for you, and then I'll see what grows good in that area, then I'll, then I'll get a variety of wheat that I like that's in that same variety, so, because I don't want to risk his farm, I don't, you know, I don't want to risk giving him a variety that doesn't work, and that's happened to me once, and I almost got killed, so <laughs> I don't want to well, do that again. that makes so much sense, and that way it really helps, uh, your relationship because they, you know, that they know that you care about them, you know, and that it's, it's not just, Hey, you know, make, make this thing. Oh my gosh, I've got to get this in or this equipment. I don't even have that strain. So that's, that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. So we, um, we try to control our seed stock that the, you know, foundation seed, we try to have our own varieties uh, grown for us um, and not use other varieties that come out with West bread and Monsanto and all those guys. We like to use older varieties of wheat. Um, cause I think that they, they have some unique characters, but then there's some, um, you know, I have some Italian wheat that we grow, um, and, and some old varieties that we, we still plant because it works good on certain areas. Mm -hmm. And so I like the older varieties, but then, you know, I'll try the newer ones and then we'll also work with the wheat breeders and I'll say, Hey, I, if you could do this, I would really like that. I, I want pigment in my flower. I want color. I want beta carotenes. I want high B values. And that's just, if you look at our flower, it, it just looks different than if you buy another bag of flour on the store. You know, I had, you had sent me some sourdough bread and also a cranberry, a sourdough cranberry bread. And it was completely different than, than breads that I've had. I mean, there was so much flavor and warmth. And I mean, and it really starts with the flour. 
how, how long has central milling been uh, around and what, and what is the process there that seems to really make, really baby that flour all the way through? Well, the mill was built in 1867 and it ran off a water turbine until 1970. And whoever set the flow up of the mill, it just mills really good. It, 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 we mill slow and cool uh, to keep the integrity of the grain. We don't like to heat it up. Uh, we temper correctly. We really watch the, uh, we, when we clean the wheat, we size it. And there's a lot of, there's, there's not one thing we do. There's many, many things that we do to make the flour um, come out the way it is. And it's, it's a pretty long story, but, uh, you know, make a, uh, a point. It's just that it's, it's everything that we do from the farming base to the wheat breeding to the milling to the baking to everything. And that's why we put a uh, farmer, miller, baker, and on the back of the bag, it says working with nature. So, so when, when Kent, you know, when Kent, showed me the mill it was just like a diamond in the rough and i walked in there and i was just like oh and awe i did you know the mill was i'm spiritual so the mill's like mm. buy me keith fix me up <laughs> buy me and so we did and it's been a long journey it's you know has not been easy um a lot of hard work but with uh, you know support of my partners and kent and lyle and lynn and Bob and everybody, we've been able to work together to my vision is is here and they're helping me get to my vision. You know, I have a vision and I see stuff and it's cloudy sometimes, you know. Hmm. And as I go farther and it starts getting clearer and clearer and clearer, I um that's what they help me do. So the farmer Miller Baker in the middle it says working with nature, preserving tomorrow, providing for today. And that was Lyle Perry. Um, he did that for me mm. and that's where we came up with the farmer Miller Baker. Cause we are farmers, we are a miller and I am a baker. So uh, I wanted to tie it into everybody, give everybody credit, you know, not just the baker or, you know, the, without the farmer, we need the farmer, the farmer needs a miller and the, and the bakers need millers. So that's kind of in a jest, uh, you know, what we put on there. Um, and it, it's pretty cool. Um, but that's no. kind of where how that started. And, and then uh, we, we bought another mill, which was down the road from Central, which is called Gilt Edge Flower Milling. And it was the same guy built it, which is really weird. And it, that was built in 1865. Okay. So these mills, I mean, we got to do a lot of work to keep these babies running. Trust me, it's a, <laughs> it's a food safety nightmare. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but we, you know, our quality control people, our, our, our managers of the mills, they do uh, just a wonderful, they do such a wonderful job. I'm so proud of every, each and every one of them, you know, without mm -hmm. them, we can't make this. But, uh, so we bought that flour mill and that was called Gilt Edge. And so the, the mills, even though they're set up pretty much the same, mm -hmm. If I put the wheat on central, then I put it on gilt edge, I'll have two different flowers. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> wow, interesting. It's so like using we, two different mixtures when you make a when you make a bread. Yeah, e exactly. And the only way that I notice is that because I bake. Yes, <laughs> you know? sir. Thank I mean, God. If you, if you didn't bake, you would never even think. <laughs> I mean, people think I'm crazy anyway, but, you know, for doing this. But this is something that I believe in. It's in my blood. It's in bread in me. Get mm -hmm. it? In bread? Let's make a toast. <laughs> Well, you know, it, so you have such a knowledge of bread, and it's interesting you mentioned the two different mills. So you work really closely with um, some great bakeries, you know, hand in hand. 
I know that uh, yeah. up north you worked a lot with, I think, Acme Bread, uh, Steve Sullivan. When you look at the, or they give you like a criteria they have for bread, which mill do you pull from or how do you decide on how to do a little blending? Walk me through um, how you work with the baker when you're trying to come up with the right flour blend for him. Well, well, I'll tell you how it all came about. I, I'm a baker, I'm a flour miller, and I kind of understand when a baker tells me what they want a little bit. But then when I started working with Steve Sullivan and Rick Kirkby over at me, they would say, hey, Keith, we're looking for this. We want this in our flour. I'm a, I'm a, I think I know what you want. Let me work on it. So working with them, they really fine-tuned our flour and our variety mix. Because the fact is, uh, we worked hand in hand together, and I got him the flour that he wanted. It was a, a, a varietal. It was sourcing different varieties, and the mill just mills really good. So we found out exactly what they wanted, and that helped us become better millers and to continue on to come up with different flowers and stuff. So you know, I have to I have to put my hat off to Rick and and uh, Rick. Rick and Steve over there at Acme because without them, I don't, I think they probably shortened my learning curve by about 20 years. So, <laughs> yeah, but you know thing. what? You were, what a great uh, relationship because it's, I'm sure they would have looked forever to find someone like you that they could work with to put this together. I don't know anybody that's stupid enough to do this. No, I was going to say that, but uh, <clears throat> no, thanks for, thanks for helping me out. <laughs> you gotta be you gotta be kind of weird to do this it's i'm glad nobody else is smarter than me that knows how to do this i'd be in trouble <laughs> so so you work closely with bakers uh coming up yeah. with formulas i know you've consulted too i mean you have such a knowledge on bread we had a great conversation the other day and we talked about las vegas um a place that i've spent time with working with some pastry chefs but to maybe walk through a couple things you've done in las vegas i thought it was very interesting oh okay well um let's take the Rio hotel when Mr. Marnell owned it. And that's before I think Harris bottom. Mm -hmm. This was God, how many years ago was that? Oh, it was a long time ago, but they just, he built that hotel and then he built a sourdough room. He's, I don't know how much he spent on this, but somebody talked him into making this all brick room uh, in the basement of the Rio hotel. And they had a bunch of consultants go there and no one can make sourdough. And one of the consultants, I think it was Peter Reinhardt, told uh, Brenda, which is the head pastry chef, call me because if anybody can make sourdough down there, it'd be Keith. Because that's my, my specialty sourdough, naturally leavened mm -hmm. bread, sourdough. I love sourdough. I, I just love it. I think it's, you know, it's a great bread. It's easy. It's the, you can, when you eat, it's easy to digest and blah, blah, all that good stuff. So, um, we went down there and, and I went down there and I met Brenda. I brought a starter on the plane. That's when you could carry a five gallon bucket of starter, you know, on the plane. You can't <laughs> now do you that have anymore. to have under two ounces of starter. <laughs> yeah. Right. I got to put it in my suitcase and it blows up. <laughs> but, uh, we used to bring it down there and then, um, I would start working with her and her crew and to get the bread. I had all sorts of problems in the beginning because, the water down there is really messed up and mm. and it, it turned my starter pink one of, and i've never seen that before so I, I wonder why the bread over there used to be pink all the time uh, yeah. <laughs> i don't know so so anyway we started using reverse osmosis uh water which uh is pure water and then to get the minerals because i think minerals are good in the water you know like spring water i think it's good and so 
I would I'd go down there and get some river rocks out of the river and bring them back and throw them in her in her uh, reverse osmosis tank. So the water Gosh. would go into the stones. And, it's amazing. <laughs> it, 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 it it did work. I you know I, I don't you know it did work because I can make sourdough anywhere. You know you have to. I mean I've made it all over the country, but that's one instance. And then I did a lot of programs down there for a lot of hotels when they were all bacon bread. Uh, anywhere from you know naturally leavened breads, French bread, the pan breads, whatever they were kind of working, I'd go in there and I'd be have the opportunity to work with these executive chefs that were awesome, mm-hmm. and we learned together. It was fun, and I still do some of it today. Uh, not as much as I used to because I don't want to. <laughs> I'm tired well, of traveling busy. all around. <laughs> I got my nephew to do that now. So awesome, Nikki, awesome. Nikki's well, let me, let me ask you, uh, Keith. So. When when you did that, were you representing uh, Central Mill Milling, or was it you doing what you do now? I mean, you have Keith Justo Bakery Supply. You've been distributing for a long time, you know. And so, did you go? They say, "Hey, you know, we want to buy your product. Uh, can you help us out with bread?" Or did you say, "Look, at I'll I'll help you with your bread. Check out our, our, but I need to use my flour." How does that synergy work together? Yeah, because I'd argue everything off our flour. So mm-hmm. you, when you try to switch the flour, it doesn't work. And no then, way. and then they were cool with that because they didn't care. They were getting a great flower at a reasonable price. Um, then they, plus they had tech support, which, which me and I'd go down there, you know, all the time and just work with them and say, Hey, I really want you to, you know, we take a look at this flower. Would you, you know, if I come down there and help you, I didn't never charged anybody. I'm like, Hey, buy my flower. That's how you pay <laughs> me back. You know, awesome. that's how we keep going. And that's kind of the idea that I did. And I've done that all over. I've done it with whole foods. I've done it. I've been in, I don't know how many bakeries, and we've done all sorts of products. And I've worked with, I've got to rub elbows with all sorts of great bakers, German master baker, French, ma- French master bakers, and uh, just great bakers. And we've all learned together, you know. I mean, I've learned a lot. And I'm sure that I've showed them some stuff that I didn't even know what I was doing. But like, so. <laughs> well, what you didn't know you were doing ended up turning into some championship breads. What, talk about yeah. a little bit about that. How did you get involved in um, competing a little bit, or I think you, you won a couple of awards. You want to talk about that a bit? Oh, okay. So after I left my family company, I've worked out for 28 years. I left my family company. I didn't like what was going on. So I, I left and this was right after Kent and I purchased central milling and I opened a bakery because I always wanted a bakery. I opened a bakery in uh Pengrove, California, which is a Sonoma. Mm-hmm. And I think I opened it in 2002 and then 2000, and they have a thing up here called Sonoma Harvest Fair, where everybody brings their wine, their breads, and it's all kind of a competition every year. So in 2004, I set some bread in there. I won like, I don't know, eight gold medals. And then in 2005, I think I won every gold medal plus best of show there was on Jeez. every bread. And so I have a lot of medals and I have a lot of recipes um, that I still use today. It's kind of funny. I go back. Sometimes I try to switch stuff around a lot when I end up going back to my original bread, which is really weird and because I oh, can't man. make it better. Mm-hmm. And, and I notice the flavors. I notice the crust. I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty anal about, you know, how the bread tastes. Mm-hmm. My main thing is when you, when you bite into a loaf of that, my, our bread that we make, I just want you to go, God damn, that was good. You know, I want some more. It's like, it's like potato. I sent you a bread. He probably kept, he probably ate the whole loaf. Cause you kept, it's addicting. I'm going to talk about that. As soon as you're done, you get ready. 
and, and, and so and so that's kind of I'm like, oh geez, I, I guess I'm on to something. So after I got all those awards, I, I got out of the bakery because I had to go back and work for the flour mill. So, you know, because I was a part owner at that point. And so uh, my obligation was to the mill, mm-hmm. to the workers and the employees. And so we went back out and I just started going all over and teaching people and saying, hey, can you, you know, I'll come down there. And I had pretty good reputation at that point. So people like, come on down, I'll buy your flour. Not a problem. We want, you know. And then like the real used to give me free rooms and food and everything, man. It was nice. great, but not anymore. <laughs> nah, things have changed there. <laughs> it's not like it used to be. That's why I don't want to go down there. <laughs> Unless I get stuff free, I ain't coming. <laughs> no, but I've learned, well, I've met a lot of great bakers down there in Las Vegas. And I have a really good uh, um, salesman down there that works for a company that distributes our flowers. His name is mm-hmm. Mike Malinak, AKA big shot. This guy's the funniest guy you ever <laughs> met. And so Mike and I have been <laughs> down in Vegas, tearing it up for, for years and years. So uh, without him being down there working, you know, with the bakers as well, it's kind of tough. So you have to have a relationship with your distributors, you know, the uh, bakeries and to get your product out there. And it's not easy. It's, it's a lot of work. But, you know, it's, I mean, over the years, you know, when we've worked on different pro- uh, projects, uh, whether it be, you know, pastry or, or bread, you know, when you ask different, even consultants, they, I say, hey, you know, what's the best flour for this? Uh, they always said central milling. That's the top of the line. And some wouldn't use anything but central milling. And so I know it's a super product. Now, you're, you know, okay, your championship, uh, a lot of gold medals. Before the uh, before we had started the podcast, you said, you know, let me send you a little bit of bread. I just want you to try it out, you know, because I hadn't tried your bread that you'd made. And oh my gosh. So this bread was sent, if I can let people know. And it was it was like I think it was a two-day ship. So we got it. Yeah. You said, I want you to see how this thing hold these things hold up. The sourdough bull was, I believe, pulled from the freezer. So we'll talk about the shelf life and all. And then you had the cranberry uh, sourdough that it was baked, I think, two days prior. That came in, and of course, my wife got all excited. Started, we were taking pictures. She called her family in Brazil, <laughs> and we got him on the, you know, we got him on the the FaceTime. And it was, and anyway, I heated that up just like it said in the little deal there. I think it was like four fifty, ten minutes to, to fifteen to twelve, whatever you want in the crust. So you really help people out too with the guiding, you know, on instructions. So I can see your your heart is in the consulting side. So, it okay it blew me away and, and i tell you there is like you say this flour is so important but that crust and that chew and i think i we ate a whole bowl i've already got into the into the baguette i'm going to ask you at the end of the show to tell us about your 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 uh, french toast recipe because i did that one too for breakfast for 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 my wife and i anyway this bread is it's the best i appreciate that amazing. i really appreciate it, it makes amazing. me hey that makes me want to bake some more <laughs> <laughs> well i was going to ask you I could see, I could see how you kick some butt with that in some of the contests. Well, I don't like, I won't, I don't compete anymore. I don't want to. It's, it's kind of unfair because I have a flour mill. So, so <laughs> you know, I mean, to be honest with you, <laughs> but before when I did do the Sonoma harvest fair, uh, you know, that was that, you know, anybody could put their breads in and I just had my favorite breads that I did. And I was surprised I won them all, but you know, thanks. <laughs> I know you still consult. You do that. You work with Tony Gemignani, and you know he's the amazing Tony Gemignani um, <laughs> on a flower blend. So my question for his—it's um, got his name on the bag. How did that come about? 
because I met Tony, I don't know how many years ago I met Tony and I'm a baker. I work my butt off. He, he does the same. He, we're cut from the same cloth, man. I mean, he's just a workaholic. So Definitely. am I, and I saw him and I liked him so much. We became friends. I'm like, dude, let me make your flower. You're going to be famous one day. <laughs> let me make your flower and help, help me help you help myself. You know? no kidding. So, so he's like, Okay, I got this idea. I want this. I want that. So we we tried a bunch of different times, and we finally, uh, he finally signed off on the flower that we make for him today. And it's super strong um, flower that we handpick grain for hmm. um, certain varietals. I'm not going to say because I I don't want everybody else ripping me off on no my, no no weed, no. my weed ideas. <laughs> and they will too. Trust me. <laughs> so um, so that flower is. Uh, was specced by Tony. Um, I have a couple more flowers that I'm, he's trying right now that that he can put his name on as well. And Tony's just a great guy. He's a badass pizza guy in the, in the world. I mean, you, you hey. watch him do pizzas <laughs> and it blows my mind. I mean, he's just so talented and he's such a nice guy. And he's just a good guy. I like, you know, he's just a good person, man. Good soul. He's an amazing, um, amazing guy in 13 world championships, plus, plus, plus all these things he's done. And he's got some amazing stories to plug another uh, podcast I did before with him. Um, if you uh, take a chance to listen to it, because he's got some amazing, some amazing history. Yeah, he's um he man. I, I don't know how that dude does it. I'm older than him. I'm like, Tony, you got to slow down. You're going to burn yourself out like I did. You know, he's he's in <laughs> Europe one day. He's in Vegas the next day. He's, he's like, oh, do you ever sleep, man? <laughs> he's always down at his restaurants in San Francisco. And the guy's just he goes to Europe. I know he's won a couple uh, world championships in, in Italy. He's used to using your flour. Does he bring it with him or how does that work in a, yeah. in a, in a competition, say, in Europe? Yeah, if he's competing and he's using that type of, he's making that type of pizza, he'll take our flour. And I think he's won a few times with it. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. He, you got to know your flour. You're going to just be guessing while you're, while you're doing well, the competition. I think there's a little more, the flour helps him, but his talents are surprisingly outrageous. I mean, he just, he just, you know, he just has a great mind for flavor profiles and what works and this and that. I'm pretty much a sourdough guy. I like everything long fermentation because it holds up better. And I've even uh, made some sourdough pizza for Tony, and he, he they like it a lot. So he's hopefully one day he'll make some sourdough pizza. But he has so many different types of pizza. Then he also he has his pizza school. You know, I mean, mm. if you want to learn how to make pizzas, man, go to that school. People have asked me like, "Hey, Keith, will you do pizzas for me?" I like, no, go see Tony. <laughs> I know because he's way better, man. You know, if you if you need help on some other stuff after you're done, then let me know. But other than that, go see Tony. So let's talk about uh, Keith Justo Bakery Supply, your company now. Um, okay, in Petaluma, right? Yes, sir. And you've got it's a big facility, but you've got a, a lot of a lot of different things, and you also offer classes. Uh, the Artisan Baking Center, I believe, um, on baking bread, yeah? Yeah, well, uh, what we do is Nikki or I, um, our customers can come up here and, and you know, it's like, hey, what do you want to learn how to make, okay? I'm not going to have you go through a class where you're, you know how to make 80 90% of the stuff you just want to learn what, you know, to make it. So they'll come up, 
They'll tell us what kind of equipment they have. So I'll, I'll develop the bread for their bakery mm-hmm. or Nikki will, Nikki will do that as well. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what we're using it for. Then we're, we, we're just starting to do home classes for home bakers and home cooking and stuff. Then COVID hit. Mm. So, um, and then, so we, we hired this guy named Ryan to help us out manage cause I need help. And anyway, so we're, <laughs> we're working on, well, besides, uh, hopefully starting those classes up for the consumers. Um, uh, we came out with, uh, uh, the bread club and like, like I told you, we're going to start shipping in January. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, breads, I'm going to give you two sour. It's like a wine club. It's a bread club, but you can also order more bread if you want. So, we're going to do uh, a sourdough round, sourdough baguette, and then or two baguettes, one round, two baguettes, one round, and then every month there'll be a specialty bread that I won a gold medal with at the Harvest Fair. Like wow. that cranberry bread, that will be a special, that one gold medal. Wow, that's amazing. That sounds really cool. So let's talk about the bread club a little bit. Is it up now or is it something you're working on? It, it's, it, what, Ryan, when's it going to be up, bro? The website will be up uh, next week. The, the, he's working on the website. You know, I don't like computers. I don't like any of that stuff. So the website will be up. <laughs> it will be up next week. And uh, we're just starting. We've been working on uh, like all the stuff that we put in the box for you, the directions and all that. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was taught a long time ago, you know, I don't, I try to go in there as much reasonable as I can and not be really fancy on the packaging. Cause I just, it's expensive. So, uh, you know, the package is cool, but it's, it's not so much the package, it's what's in the package. This company started, Nikki and I, Nikki, uh, my nephew, um, he, we started this business in 2009. Okay. And in a recession, which everyone said, you're crazy to start this. But I've done, I've knew so many bakers who, working with all these guys all these years that when we started it they were like hey we can't we can't get the service like you know like you used to give can you you know so we went back i went back to my roots and i started my own distribution company and we started uh selling the bakers what they want bringing in product what they want um um, yeah nikki and i started in a little 1200 square foot warehouse with no heat no nothing Nikki was on the phone ordering stuff left and right. I had my pickup, my <laughs> Silverado three-quarter ton pickup with 8,000 pounds of flour in the back of it going and slinging flour again Jeez. to all these bakers. And then uh, we just kept growing and, and growing, and we bring more, more, more items in. And then we were like, me and Nikki, we were in this warehouse. We were freezing, man. There was no heat. And there were these cold. It was all concrete floors. And. <laughs> we we I just got hey Nikki I just made we I just got enough money so we could put carpet in here yeah you know <laughs> we put carpet in there the next day the landlord comes and says hey you got to move out I just lease this spot <laughs> oh you got to be kidding me man he's all now you can go next door because this is what everything you couldn't give prop I mean stuff away back then and mm. so he had like a twelve or the ten thousand square foot warehouse next door well I can't afford to pay for that. 
I want, I'll tell you what, Samuel, I'll just put a chalk line across and you know, that's how you'll charge me every month. Right. <laughs> well, we outgrew that 10,000 square feet like two months, <laughs> and I'd have the stuff all the whole warehouse packed and he'd come in and go, Hey man, you're past your line. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's just temporary storage. Yeah, just had to store for a few moments. <laughs> I'll get to it right away. I gave, well, cause I had a little bakery. I had a little bakery that I was working out of that. I, I, I would haul ovens around with me, man. <laughs> we have some place to so I give him bread, so he kind of cut slack. And then from there, we all grew there and didn't like the building. It was tough to get the trucks in. And then we moved to another 15,000 square foot building down the road, and we outgrew that really quick. And so within five years, we moved like four times, man. And I said, on the fifth year, I go, we got to make, we got to do good enough where we can buy a building because I hate paying rent. I can't stand it, you know? Mm. And so, we worked on, I looked at this place, this, this place that we're in now, it took me four years or like three years to make the deal with the guy that owned it. And we were able to buy it in, in, uh, what about, geez, uh, five years, 2014, 15, uh, we, 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 we were able to purchase the building. Hmm. And so that was the best thing. And this building is like 36,000 square feet. It's beautiful buildings, concrete tilt up, um, has nice docks. It's hard to find docks in Petaluma, you know, for semis and stuff. And so my son works for me. I think my kid at Travis, I made him work a year for free just to prove to me that he was, wow. was going to be loyal. Money, right? <laughs> oh, well, no, I just didn't pay him, but I'm like, Hey, I'll give you a piece of the action. When we, Ooh. when we, when, when we do that, he's all, okay. Not like my dad. My dad make me work all summer for for twenty five cents an hour, and at the end of the summer, I'd be, "Hey, dad, where's my where's my hundred and thirty bucks?" And I was like ten years old. I'm all waiting for that money, right? He'd be like, "Hey, I bought you lunch every day." I'm like, "Yes." Yeah, so he's like, "Well, you you owe me money. You got to work next year to pay it off." I'm like, oh, "Come on, man. Oh, come really? on, dad." Uh, he no, he was brutal on me. Maybe that's why I came out the way I was. He was he was a ball breaker. <laughs> But, uh, so, yeah, he, but uh, anyway, so my, my son came with us, and then he was our first uh, semi-driver, and he's working with us. He runs all the trucks now and all the routes, and he does a great job. Uh, you know, Travis is 30, and uh, he's really – I remember when I was 28, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And then, you know, when you get around 30, you better figure out what you want to do. And 40, mm-hmm. if you're going to make a career change, you better do it on it and that's what i did so so and then we got some great employees here they're awesome they're all young because most of the employees started when they were in high school with my kid knew mm. so we would bring the people in and train them and so we still have some today a lot of them have left and gone to better careers and uh you know god bless them i mean mm. they, they come by and say hi this you got to come up check this place out man all the employees here are great like you talked to sophia the other day right yeah she she, i was gonna say your customer service and and then later i I spoke with jim a bit everybody is so awesome and yeah she just is was wonderful yeah well what we did what we did is um we esopped which means we sold the flour milling part to the employees so Mm -hmm. we're 100 employee owned Mm -hmm. but it's like we're we're employee owned, but the original guys still run the whole thing until we're paid off. And then once we're paid off, the employees have to run it. So that's kind of how it works. And so we ESOP Keith uh, Justo Bakery Supply. How many years ago we do that? I can't remember. Anyway, so these guys, you know, are all working for their future. 
Mm-hmm. And everything that I'm doing for them now is for their future. I don't have to do it, but I, they, I have to do it for them because I want them to be successful and I want them to have a good life and I want them to have some of the stuff that I have. So that's, that's why we're doing this bread club. Or I mean, I don't need to go in there and do it, but I like good bread. And I'm like, oh, we got this little bakery here. It's not doing anything. And, uh, you know, we spent a lot of money on it. I owe my partners back. <laughs> so, <laughs> I got you have a couple of good recipes from... <laughs> up your sleeve, right? A couple of award-winning recipes. Well, no, when, <laughs> it, when they get mad at me, I just send them bread. <laughs> all, okay, so, we'll leave you alone. <laughs> who are your customers now? Well, mostly um, anybody that wants to make good product that cares what they make buys products from us. If you don't care what you're making, I'm not the company for you. Mm. And I tell people that straight up, I'm all, if you're a donut shop, you don't want to buy from me. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't have the products. I don't, I'm not, I don't carry that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Doesn't mean that, you know, if I had a bunch of people want me to make them a custom, well, we do some custom donut mixes for guys. That's so that I can't really say that, but um, anybody that really cares what they're, they're doing and has passion, we sell flour to, and a lot of chefs, a lot of restaurants. Well, you know, this COVID things hit, pretty big you know um you know we're in the food business and we're blessed to be in the food business because it's kind of recession proof and so you have to shift gears you know when you're in these businesses like hey how am i going to make up you know what are we going to do when this stuff hits so we've been selling a lot of stuff through the internet and and mail and i i Mm -hmm. think that's going to be the future and we're working on a lot of oh i am personally right now working on a whole line of products that you can bake at home that are mixes that you can make this like the sourdough that round that I gave you. Yep. I have a, a little system you can make that in your kitchen. Interesting. Yeah, I, I'll have to get you a kit. It's yeah. pretty cool. I've been working on it for I don't know thirty years. Oh, that's it. Uh, I think <laughs> I, I'll I wait finally got to. It was thirty-five. Well, no, I had to figure out how to put steam in the oven. And I figured it out. <laughs> yeah, and so, you've got a trick for steam at home, right? Yeah, I just, yeah, I have that. We're we're having some built right now, and interesting. Um, and so I'll I'll you know, I'll evolve. That will evolve as we work on it. It'll get better and better and better. You know, I got prototypes, but you know, I have other things to do than make steam things for <laughs> ovens. You know, what I mean, <laughs> hey, well, Keith, I gotta, before I let you before uh, we close here, I wanted to ask yeah. you for if you could share kind of a simple recipe and, and I'm going to ask you for the one you gave to me over the phone yesterday. And that's just your a basic French toast recipe it was killer. Can you oh, share yeah. that with them? But using your bread, what would you recommend and take us through it? Even like the thickness of the cut on the bread, which bread's best for oh. it. Um, and what motivated you to use one of the ingredients and I'm going to call it a lemon uh, after you get going on it. Yeah. Well, what I did, cause I do cook a lot, you know, and I've, and I, I, I try a lot of stuff. Trust me, man, I've failed so many times but i don't give up and these breads most of my award-winning breads are all mistakes so don't <laughs> give up so anyway when we when we ship the bread club out there'll be recipes in there that i've come up with and one of the recipes is lemon french toast so you get your baguette you reheat it you get it to the color you want you let it cool off you cut it on a 45 degree angle the baguette and okay. about three eighths of an inch thick okay hmm. If you're doing the round, the round is a lot bigger. It's, it's harder to cut, and I, we're going to hopefully be able to cut slice some bread down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the same thing in the cranberry bread, you would you would cut it like three eighths of an inch straight because that's in a batard shape, you know. Right. So you would gotcha. cut that about three eighths of an inch. Okay, so you get a couple eggs, you beat them up, you know, you get them really fluffy, you know, get them really fluffy. Mm-hmm. Uh, throw a teaspoon of sugar in there, 
and then um, squeeze a whole lemon in there, okay? Mm -hmm. You can put a little milk in there if you want or half and half. You can put a little cinnamon and nutmeg in there too. I forgot to tell you about that. Okay. But that will be on our recipe we, card. We did that. We use it because my wife yeah. loves cinnamon. Yeah, so anyway, Perfect. see, there you go. You, you know how to cook. So anyway, um, you, you, you get your skillet hot and you just, you know, you dip the bread in there really quick. Don't let it soak in. Don't, you know, just boom, boom on each side and put mm -hmm. it on the, put, you know, and cook it to the color you want it. Mm -hmm. Take it off, have some bacon, some real maple syrup, slice some mm -hmm. strawberries or, or blueberries on it. Oh my God, all the nice. flavors. Did I tell you what your mouth is going to go wild, right? With all the different flavors? <laughs> did it? I did. It did. See, I, told I, you. I didn't have the blueberries, <laughs> but I'll get that for next time. <laughs> oh, no, I just, you know, it's just being creative, you know, and I, yeah. I tell people just be creative. It's, it's okay if it doesn't come out as long. Like I tell people, hey, man, you know, if you can make it look great, that's okay. That doesn't really matter to me as long as it tastes good. I don't really care what it looks like. I mean, the, the French people slap me for saying that, but I, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, you, you're at home and you don't have the professional tools that most yep. bakeries have, but this <laughs> kit that I'm making, uh, you'll be, be able to bake like a pro at home. I guarantee it. Well, you know, I'm excited to be joining the bread club. As soon as that thing oh. is really cranking, I can't wait to uh, be a part of that. Now, as we close here, I want to give out a little bit of your contact information. And then if I'm missing something, let me know what I'm missing. Okay. Okay. So go ahead. Keith Juster Bakery Supply. And it's then on you've got on, in, uh, on in, uh, in Instagram. Instagram, you've got at Keith Juster Bakery Supply. Yeah. At Central Milling. At the Artisan Baking Center. Hey, man. You know what? If, we, if, we could, if I could make a good loaf of bread and get it in your mouth or teach you how to make a good bread, I, I, I think that my job is done. No, you're, uh, you, you've got me really excited about sourdough again, I mean, because that was just amazing. So thank you for sharing that sourdough with me. And I'm going to go after you next time for that. Uh, you described a bread with black sesame seeds. So maybe on the next podcast, we can talk about some different, different uh, recipes you've got. Yeah, I got, I got thousands of them. I, mean, I can make a different bread every day the rest of my life. I mean, Okay, well, pick five and we'll do them on the next podcast if I can steal you away from work for a few. Oh, absolutely. If, uh, yeah. I mean, anytime you want to talk about it. and I have so many stories, you know, Patrick, that we could go on and bore you for hours. So maybe huh. we could pick up another story some other time too. So I appreciate that. Well, thanks. Thanks so much for being on and, and I'll get the info from Ryan and you have a great day and I look forward to your next box of bread. You're going to send me soon. I hope. Well, hopefully we can send you one with the printed box and all that. We've only been working on that for what a year. Bob, how long? I've been here three months. Uh, so. Three months, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we got the bread. It's going to be soon. I'll send you uh, uh, the first box. You'll be on the, on the first list. How's that? That sounds awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Patrick. You have a great day. Don't ever give up. Bake on. For all of you listening out there, Chef Special is part of the Believe Podcast Network. Check it out at believe.com. And follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Patrick Honeywell. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 
save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money.